Welcome to Digital Marketing Done Right, a customer success spotlight from Rainmaker Digital Services and Business Radio X. We cover digital marketing success stories drawn from real Rainmaker platform clients and showcase how they use the Rainmaker platform to build their business. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here with David Brandon, another episode of Digital Marketing Done Right, and this is going to be a good one. Who do we have today, David? Hey, Lee. So we've got Chris and Lori Canvas from Couplestrong. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, right, Canvas? Yeah. Yep. So yes. welcome. Welcome Thank to the you. show. Thanks Thank for you having us. Now, before we get too far into things, can you tell us a little bit about Couplestrong? How are you serving folks? You want to take that one, Lori, or do you want hey, me to go? Go ahead and take it. Sure. So Couple Strong is a company we created that really provides uh, resources for couples. It's always been a dream of ours to be able to get out in front of couples, keep them from getting into therapy offices. And so that's what our, you know, our, our website does that we host on on, Red, on Rainmaker, couplestrong.com. We have video library. We have assessment library. We have a handout library, couples challenges. So we provide, you know, just an extensive array of resources for couples to uh, better their relationships. So what was the catalyst of the idea? How did this come about? Gosh, 17 years ago, me and my wife hosted a clinical training for therapists. I thought it was going to be a one-off. She said, hey, let's keep it going. Um, and so for 17 years, we've been hosting clinical trainings for therapists. But out of that grew this idea of, you know, hey, what if we can just keep them out of the therapy office and get out in front of them? So mm-hmm. Couple Strong has always been, you know, in our thought process. And we finally put it all together with Rainmaker. And we've been at probably the past year, a little bit over a year with Rainmaker. And it's just been blossoming and growing in a lot of a lot of uh, positive ways. So we're we're very pleased. That's for sure. Yes, we are. What, what are some of the trade-offs between therapy and what you're offering? You want to you give it a take that one, honey? Well, the resources that we do offer are not in place of therapy, especially for those couples who are in crisis. However, it is enrichment for couples. There are a lot of challenges. There's webinars they can watch. There's handouts and assessments they can take. It's not only for couples too, but a lot of couples therapists use this website as well for resources and they'll ask some of their clients to do some of our challenges, couple strong challenges on there. So that is, you know, different from being in a therapy office. They're able to do some enrichment from home without a therapist and hopefully not have to come into the office. That's that's the real differentiation, right? This is all about enrichment. It's not about couples in crisis. However, we do have therapists nationwide that that use our challenges and handouts, those type of things as kind of part of their treatment plan for couples. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of, you know, serving a dual purpose. How are you defining crisis? Like I would imagine that different people would see their behavior and activities as a crisis that maybe not a therapist wouldn't see it as a crisis. Can you share a little bit about what differentiates normal friction with crisis? Yeah. So I see crisis every day and that's affairs, right? Um, that certainly is a crisis. It creates PTSD in the offended party. Um, that's probably 99% of my caseload or someone in the midst of, you know, in the throes of addiction that really throws relationships into crisis and 
the individual who's addicted into crisis for sure. Certainly when couples come in, you know, just kind of the general couple, um, the relationship doesn't feel good and they're arguing. But from a clinical perspective, is it, you know, uh, you know, level 10 crisis? And the answer would be no. And in those situations, we can calm things down pretty quickly. And actually in those situations, from an educational perspective with the resources on CoupleStrong, that could be pretty effective. Mm-hmm. Now, I... Now that we were talking about some of these things, we had somebody on recently, Keith Reese, who is in health and wellness space. Um, mm-hmm. For you guys being in therapy, um, he mentioned that there were several things that you had to be more cognizant of when you're on social media, when you're putting out resources into the web, you know, that sort of thing. Do you have any of those sort of minefields ethically or platform censorship wise or anything like that that you have to navigate in your field? I think we talk about all the issues that couples go, you know, um, suffer with on our social media sites, on our website, you know, et cetera. But we're clear the stuff that we offer, right, that we're actually offering to couples. And I'm not I don't mean informationally on social media, but the actual resources that we're offering for couples are for enrichment and knowledge, not in place of therapy. Mm. And we're very careful um, when we are using examples and um, things like that, that, you know, we're HIPAA compliant. Um, we don't have anyone on our website that are actual clients or anything like that. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Now, when you started, I would imagine, uh, I think you mentioned that it was kind of in person in real life. Um, how did you kind of mentally make that uh, transition to uh, go more digital and open up your world to, you know, the world rather than just the folks that are coming to you in person? Well, you know, all the concepts are the same, right? And the idea is to be able to reach as many people as possible. So you can only see so many in person, whether that's offering an in-person clinical training or, you know, in-person therapy. When you move digitally, you can, you can hit millions of people with the information. Right. And digitally, when you go digital as well, you're, you become more relevant um, in this day and age, even though we're older, but, uh, we're still trying to stay relevant and more relevant in the space. Yeah. Yeah. Now, but the difference, um, in going kind of in a global manner in the digital allows you to do, you have to kind of create engagement. Uh, you know, it's, it's still, uh, instead of one-to-one, it's one-to-many. Are you having to kind of re- think maybe some of your activities so that they can be shared with lots of people and they in turn can share it to help you kind of grow? Like, like, is the thinking any different or is it, oh, I, we used to do assessments and I would just hand out paper and now we do it digitally and they just download a PDF. So it's really the same. Well, I, I think, you know, let me say this in the day and age that we live in, I think that we um, go the extra mile um, to be careful and make sure that um, using Lori's language, we're relevant to um, uh, to everyone, right? I mean, the principles of relationship are exactly the same, right? And we're mindful of all different forms of relationship and we deliver it in a sensitive way. That helpful? Well, I'm just trying to understand kind of tactically at the level of, okay, now you have a website and people are going to engage with you on a website rather than they're going to come to your 
conference or to to your talk that you're giving um and that uh and sometimes i guess you can just translate whatever you were doing in your talk to now you're just going to talk you know on a live stream or something like that so maybe that's how you're doing it but i didn't know if there was anything that you were doing differently digitally um now i'm not talking about kind of the concepts i'm just talking about how it's executed and it's delivered to the person you know in another country um that you know either is watching it live or is kind of downloading something after the fact yeah not, not we're not really doing anything different from a from a digital perspective than we would do you know live in person again whether it's digital or live in person we're just we're sensitive to our audience and realize that generalization um you know is going to be a landmine in and of itself um so we're careful to uh, address that right like this is this is kind of the the basic concept here, right? This is what the research shows us on sort of a standard couple, let's say, right? Um, uh, say just two people that are part of a relationship. Um, so, you know, we'll generalize in that sense, but also give, you know, clarification that's saying, you know, this is the research as it stands now under these precise set of circumstances, under this context, right? And so... Um, whether that's, you know, uh, on our website, you know, whether we're live streaming, whether we're videotaping stuff and uploading those videos onto the website or delivering it in person, it's the same material. Right. And I think I'll jump in uh, just for a second here is that, you know, for the people around the world that aren't in the same time zone and we're not live, um, you can go to the website and watch a webinar or watch over 300 videos we've done in, um, you know, a podcast room. Um, and, and so they could get information that way. Um, and even past web webinars we have on demand. So they still can get access 24 seven. Yeah. Now, that brings up an interesting point. You guys talked about generalization and trying not to overgeneralize. Uh, I feel like it in your particular niche, it can be maybe challenging to to niche down like your particular audiences. How do you do you differentiate uh, for different audiences and how do you do that um, you know, when you're speaking to such a broad segment of society? Yeah, let me let me grab that one, Lori. I think that um, the research is very clear on relationships, meaning two people. There's two people. The elements of relationship uh, are the same across the entire spectrum, um, whether that's a husband and a wife, whether that's a parent and a child, um, you know, co-workers, whatever you want to call it, just two people doing relationship. The elements of the relationship are the same. Now, can there be, uh, you know, subtle nuances to say uh, a couple living in Israel versus a couple living in uh, Baghdad versus a couple living in Moscow versus a couple living in Chicago. Sure. I mean, there could be some cultural elements um, that we can certainly be mindful and, and uh, you know, take note of and bring and, you know, bring to the forefront. But at a, at a straightforward level, the elements of themselves on what creates great relationship are pretty clear across the board from a, from a research perspective. That helpful. Yeah, that helps. Thank you. Yeah. 
now, can you talk a little bit about your marketing? Um, how do you kind of how are you going about marketing the the services and the different um, uh, educational offerings that you have? How, how does how do you build kind of that cl- a digital clientele? Yeah, why don't you take that one, Lori? Yeah, um, we have uh, first. It took a lot of content, content, content. Um, and SEO and things like that. So when people are searching, they can find us. Um, we with um, national marriage seminars had a huge um, database of therapists and we had built relationships prior to starting Couple Strong. So um, we are able to use those resources as well as, as social media um, has been a big factor um, and getting our name out and getting followers and, um, trying to get the brand recognition. And, um, so that's been our biggest push, uh, right now. I think the idea of with national marriage seminars, I mean, we already had a hundred thousand therapists in our database. And mm-hmm. so to, get into, um, you know, plugging couple strong into our, our e-blast that we would send to them advertising clinical trainings and saying, Hey, check out this website. Um, became a simple thing to do, and it really pushed a lot of traffic over to the Couple Strong website. And in turn, those therapists started pushing, you know, their client base, the couples that they were seeing, you know, over to the website as well. So that was a, a you know, um, that was a big help for us that we had already been doing. You know, we'd already been dealing in the therapy world for 17 years and just had a huge list already. Now, have you discovered kind of a best channel or is that is that something that kind of just evolves over time that maybe something works for a while, then you have to uh, pivot to a new channel or do you have kind of go-to uh, marketing channels you utilize? Well, I would say our, our, our emailing is always, you know, extremely helpful. I mean, that's the biggest revenue generator. However, I think you might agree with this, Lord. TikTok has been... I mean, really kind of unchained, right? I mean, it's been incredible. Right. I think it's because of topics too, you know, it's um, a little bit different on in that area of social media. And when we're talking about, you know, relationships and affairs and betrayal and, um, you know, narcissism and codependency, et cetera, those are really um words that people really want to listen to and hear about. Um, and, you know, introducing ourselves in a relationship with the person on the other side of the computer, um, it, that's the best way to do it. I mean, I, we could put pictures up every day with a link to read, um, you know, a blog, but them actually seeing us, um, I think, makes a big difference. So was it, was there any experimentation on coming up with the appropriate format that's going to be effective in TikTok, or did you just kind of just start trying stuff and seeing what's getting uh, traction? We we threw it out there. And now we know. Now yeah. we know it works. Right. Right. We just we're not afraid to try anything. Uh, so. Chris and I will just, you know, let's do it. And if it works, it works. Let's see what sticks. And then when we find, you know, uh, what, you know, was successful, then we just grab onto that and go. It's really interesting because y'all are, I think, the first one that we've had on here that that's really used TikTok um, heavily. 
Um, yeah, do you see a lot of direct traffic come from TikTok or do you see more like indirect results with it? Direct. 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 Chris has gotten a lot, a lot of uh, therapy sessions and marriage intensives um, from people watching us on TikTok. I would say out of all of our social media platforms, uh, that would be the one that we've gotten the most referrals from. And we've used that, you know, have been on that social media platform the least amount of time. And demographic, go ahead. We've got like 70,000 people in less than a year that are following us. And I mean, we've got millions and millions of views. Or over oh. 20 million views. Wow. Videos. Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah. I mean, I, I think it's easy, you know, especially if you're from the outside looking in to think of TikTok as a younger platform. Does that demographic hold true as you're looking at it from who you're getting for sessions, you know, your backend data? Um, you know, what no. are you seeing? No. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was looking at it the other day, and it really holds consistent from the age brackets of and the demographics for therapists actually coming to clinical trainings, which is totally different than than couples. Um, you know, it's twenty five to fifty five, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and so let's say twenty five to thirty four, you know, is uh, you know ballpark. Let's say twenty percent, and then thirty five to you know, uh, 55, then engulfs just a huge percentage of, of the folks that are coming to us. Then 55 above, it starts tapering down a little bit. But we, we get them, you know, the vast majority of people are 25 to 55. Fascinating. How, how do you move them off TikTok onto your website and into your email list? Yeah, everything from, you know, uh, saying, hey, go check our website out, you know, on different videos that we make. They have our link uh, there on the uh, TikTok platform. I mean, guys, we post to TikTok every single day, all kinds of stuff. I mean, we're heavily engaged with, you know, 70,000 people a day and growing. And, you know, we're constantly, you know, uh, talking about couple strong. And, and so that all that engagement on a daily basis pushes people over to the website. But we're there's direct, advertisement. We're yeah. yeah, there's advertisement that we put on there as well. Um, on the stories, you know, that are, will just be a picture with a link, you know, to go check it out. And and that's what happens. Yeah. It's been, TikTok has been a super positive experience for us. That's for sure. And By By far, I mean, outpaces for us anyway, Facebook and Instagram. It's not even close. Yeah. I think our next, where we're headed though, um, uh, I think what we'll do really well is um, on YouTube. We're going to start our YouTube channel now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is a one of you, the channels kind of the worst? And, and if they're the worst, is it something you discontinue totally or is it you just taper it down to a minimal amount of investment? I think we've just tapered down. I mean, take, uh, Twitter hasn't done anything substantial. I mean, we yeah. still engage it, but at a very limited, you know, in a very limited scope. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter is not a big uh, platform for us. So when something works, you kind of double down and put more energy and resources onto it and then kind of taper off the things that aren't working. Yep. Absolutely. But you're still, but you're experimenting throughout your, on your top performing channels, you're still running experiments and trying different things to see if you can kind of juice it a little bit. Absolutely. 
Yes. Listen, we just from different backdrops that we film on, right? We filmed a lot in a podcast studio. Um, we filmed some from our home. Um, and just because of different backdrops, like the podcast studio, that tends to get those videos tend to get more views than if we were sitting comfortably in a, a really nice living room at our home, right? So everything from, you know, the backdrop to the topics that we're talking about, we always experiment with for sure. Now, what's your favorite part of marketing? Well, that, that would be a Lori question. <laughs> uh, well, the favorite part is, I guess, the benefit or seeing something succeed. Um, I I would say um, building relationships, I think, is, at, and we're old school, I think. Um, I was a director of sales and marketing and general manager for Marriott for years. And um, I just learned that just being authentic and building relationships in your marketing and advertising um, is, is the best way. Word of mouth, um, you know, recommendations, things like that, I think go much further than the amount of money um, that some people spend on it. Now that, that brings up something interesting, Lori, um, you know, with you two being a team, a husband and wife team, as well as co-founders, you know, you mentioned, you know, you were a director of sales and marketing. I noticed that's mentioned on the side as well. Um, you know, what do both of y'all feel like you bring to the table, uh, you know, complementary wise as far as being a team on this business? You want to go well, first? Sure. Uh, of course, Chris is the master therapist. He's the relationship expert. Um, I've been helping with the trainings and in the past with the therapists. Um, I do all the advertising, marketing, booking the hotels, all of that. He's he's the go-to person um, for the clinical side. And uh, so I think that with those two things, it's been successful. I think that, I think that, listen, from a therapist perspective, you know, it's been 20 years of reading a lot of books and seeing a lot of clients and doing a lot of trainings. Anybody can do that. I wanted the, I think one of the reasons why our videos become successful, I mean, we've been married 28 years and so we're relaxed with each other, but Lori can set a question up for me very easily. Mm -hmm. And so um, in doing that, it's much smoother. Um, so it's more than just the idea of, Hey, Chris is, you know, have a therapy brain and Lori's a marketing brain. It's the history. I mean, we've spent, you know, almost 30 years together. And then just the ease of our interactions that I think, um, I think that more than anything else uh, makes people comfortable with our content. Mm -hmm. That's now, awesome. Now, you mentioned the importance of referrals and word of mouth. Are there anything you're doing from a tactical standpoint that you can share to help other people um, kind of get more word of mouth and referral business? Is there any um, tactic that you use that you find effective? I think we're just content, content, content. And then, and then being ourselves, right? I mean, we don't, we don't try to be something that we're not. We have constant content that's going out there, but that content is just who we are. And, and so, you know, we're, we've gotten to this point now where we're, you know, we're, I think we found our tribe, so to speak, right? Um, 
the people who mm-hmm. like, you know, really have bought in and they're following us and, and getting a lot more engaged. That's from my perspective, Lori. I mean, you have anything you want to add to that or take away? Um, no, that's, that's about right. I mean, we're just, I think it's because we really believe in what we're doing as well. And it's not uh, about all the likes and the, you know, we're not dancing on TikTok and singing and none of that. Um, and we're just who we are. And the information that we're sharing is just really needed. Um, there's just so many couples in trouble. And and I think to to hear someone on a social media platform, that's it's actually, you know, touching their heart or touching, you know, a, a moment or a time in their relationship that needs work. I think uh, that's, it's just finding exactly something that someone needs. And I think everyone needs help in relationships. Now, do you have any advice for folks that are new to um, content that they haven't really kind of gone as deep as you have regarding content? How do you uh, decide what to create and what is appropriate and, and the voice, uh, that you use? Is it, um, how did you come about where you're at? It sounds like everything at the heart of what you do is really authentic and is coming from your heart. But for someone who has never shared like that and have become that vulnerable, it, it might be, um, hard for them to imagine what to talk about and what to, you know, put on a video or what to write in a blog. Can you share a little bit about how you come up with the things that you decide to talk about and share? Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. So the idea of what do we, um, you know, what? Are, how do we come up with, uh, you know, what we want to share, those type of things. It's really easy. You know, again, uh, I've been in therapy rooms for almost 20 years. And so the, the topics of, you know, what's hot, what are couples wanting become very easy, right? I interact with it every single day on a daily basis. Um, and you probably hear a lot of those topics, you know, in, you know, everyday conversation as well, from everything from narcissism to affairs to addictions, et cetera, et cetera. So from, you know, what are we talking about? We talk about all the things that, you know, um, become are really problematic for couples relationships. Um, and then, you know, how did we ultimately get there? Well, you know, again, spent 20 years in in not only doing couples therapy, but also, you know, hosting, you know, close to 10,000 uh, clinical trainings that we've had 50,000 therapists go through. So we, what I'm driving at is we have the pulse of, of our, we know who our customer is, how's that? And we know what they're looking for simply by probably overexposure to our environment. You know, we're completely, we're completely, you know, entrenched in it on a, on a daily basis. Um, so we know what, we know what the audience is looking for. So what do you need more of? How can we help you? Yeah, I think the, I think the idea for us is just always more exposure just by being on the podcast, right? Helps us. Um, the more exposure we get, the more, you know, the greater things are for us. And we're just, I mean, we're certainly grateful uh, just by, you know, being invited on the podcast. Rainmaker certainly has been great, you know, great to us. Uh, It's been a a tremendous help. We meet every Monday and, you know, talk about strategies and things that we could do, whether that's, you know, eBooks or, you know, uh, webinars or, you know, social media stuff. 
So you guys do a lot already. And just again, just by being on this podcast is a, a benefit to us for sure. And we're, we're grateful for all the things that Rainmaker has done for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, we likewise. Yeah. Now, if somebody wants to learn more, where should they go? Couplestrong.com. Couplestrong.com. Absolutely. And and they can always reach out to Lori, L-O-R-I, Lori at couplestrong.com as well. Right. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So those are, you know, couplestrong.com is the website. And there's a chat box on there where it goes directly to Lori. But you can also reach out to her directly at Lori at couplestrong.com. Mm-hmm. And, and that'll give them access to a lot of information, all the social channels, um, and lots of uh, kind of ways to engage. Right. Absolutely. Um, most of our social media, um, you know, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, of course, and Pinterest, LinkedIn. So it's couple strong one or couple strong underscore one. Um, yeah, on TikTok, it's Couple Strong Nation. That's a right. big channel. The TikTok channel is a big one, and that's Couple Strong Nation. Yeah. Well, thank you uh, both for sharing your story today. You're doing important work, and we appreciate you. Thank you guys for having us. Thank appreciate you all very much. Appreciate it. Any last words, David? No, I think we're good. It's been great having you guys on, and uh, I we look forward to working with you more in the future. Thanks yeah. so much. Thank you. All right. For David Brandon, this is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Digital Marketing Done Right.